Welcome to the EAU podcast. In this edition, we have Dr. Yosina Kouadikas, a member of the EAU Guidelines Panel for Pediatric Urology, discussing testicular microlithiasis in children. What exactly is testicular microlithiasis, and is this seen more often these days? Testicular microlithiasis is the presence of hyperechogenic foci of 1 to 2 millimeters in size that can be seen on ultrasound of the testis. As ultrasound becomes more widely available and of better quality, testicular microlithiasis is reported more frequently. It is often an incidental finding when the ultrasound is performed for other reasons. It is important to know the relevance of this finding in order to decide on proper management. In adults, testicular microlithiasis has been associated with increased risk of testicular malignancy. Is this the same in children? The EAU Pediatric Urology Guidelines Panel has recently performed a systematic review to evaluate the available evidence of the relevance of testicular microlithiasis in children. Cumulative data showed that in a group of 595 children with the incidental finding of testicular microlithiasis, only one subsequently developed a testicular malignancy, which occurred during puberty. The main limitation of all available studies is the relatively short follow-up, which was mostly between six months and three years thus only reaching into the phase where testicular malignancy actually starts to develop. We also compared these findings in children to the evidence in adults, in which there are more studies available and thus the evidence is stronger. The risk of testicular malignancy is increased in certain subgroups of adults. In case testicular microlithiasis is seen in combination with a history of cryptorchidism, previous testicular malignancy or subfertility, the risk of testicular malignancy is increased. Contrarily, if testicular microlithiasis is present in asymptomatic men with or without a positive family history of testicular microlithiasis, the chance of malignancy is not increased. So what happens to the risk when the child with testicular microlithiasis becomes an adult? That's a very good question. We don't know exactly. We do know that the presence of testicular microlithiasis can change over time. In our systematic review, 595 children with testicular microlithiasis were reported. Of these, 20 testes demonstrated increased testicular microlithiasis over time, compared to 33 testes showing decreased microlithiasis over time. In children with testicular microlithiasis, in combination with associated risk factors, such as cryptorchidism, monthly self-examination may be advised from puberty onwards. Earlier self-examination is not supported by currently available data. Referral to an adult urologist may be considered in risk groups. It has not been reported whether testicular microlithiasis increases the chance of development of other problems in adulthood, such as infertility. However, if a patient presents with subfertility and testicular microlithiasis, this warrants follow-up, 
as described in the EU guidelines on sexual and reproductive health. So clearly further studies are needed to elucidate the significance of childhood testicular microlithiasis. And such studies should follow children well into adulthood to develop a reliable understanding of the potential risks. Specific groups with an increased incidence, such as Down syndrome, should also be analysed. To put this into practice, what would your advice be in the case of an incidental finding of testicular microlithiasis in an adolescent boy? Management of testicular microlithiasis should depend on age, and concomitant risk factors. As there is no evidence to suggest that the that testicular microlithiasis is associated with an increased chance of testicular malignancy during childhood itself, there is no need for treatment or further investigations in childhood. It is, however, important to note if there are other risk factors present. In children, this is most likely to be a history of cryptorchidism. In such cases, monthly self-examination may be recommended from puberty onwards. And at that stage, it would be practical to start with a new ultrasound to assess the remaining presence of microlithiasis and its severity. Prior testicular malignancy is also a risk factor for the development of new testicular malignancy in a testis with microlithiasis. In such cases, there will already be a follow-up plan in place related to the initial malignancy. Thank you for joining Dr. Kowadikas for this episode of EAU Podcast on testicular microlithiasis in children. For further information on the EAU guidelines on paediatric urology, please visit our website www.euroweb.org forward slash guidelines. Further podcasts will be posted regularly on the EAU guidelines topics. For more EAU podcasts, please go to your favourite podcast app and subscribe to our EAU podcast channel for regular updates.